This episode of Probably Science is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use offer code PROBABLYSCIENCE. Probably Science. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Probably Science. My name's Andy Wood. With me is Jesse Case. What's up, buddy? Welcome welcome back. Yeah, uh, it's been a little while. I was on the road. Um, I tried to sequester myself when I got back so that we could like, go straight into the record, and we haven't, yeah, we haven't we, talked at we all. Haven't we don't talked. know what's happened in each of our lives. Well, I, I wasn't on the last ep, you know? We missed uh, you. We missed you. That's okay, buddy. It's okay. Uh, you guys recorded in your- In, in my your bedroom. Room. Oh, boy. You did listen. Or at least you saw the- No, I saw some tweets we got. Yeah. I saw some tweets. Yeah, it came out. Someone wanted to crowdsource you getting a new headboard? Right, yeah. yeah. Did that come up on the show? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, how do you not comment on the mirror headboard when you're in my room? Sweet but, headboard. Although man. we didn't, we had another episode in the past with uh, Baron Vaughn and Dr. Peter McGraw, and I guess the gentlemen don't comment on it, but it's, again, the headboard was already there when I moved in. It's not on me. It's not on you. It's not incumbent upon me to remove a thing that's already attached to the wall in the room where I rent. You paid quite a bit to get it repaired. I did get it repaired. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I don't mean to... I mean like 60 bucks. It's not sure, that much. Sure, sure, sure. like, if it's cracked, it was cracked already, but they had like painter's tape over it, so I'm like, okay. Well, yeah, you want to be able to... I have to... two choices now. I can have a crappy looking... Uh, three choices. Three crappy choices. looking <laughs> mirrored headboard. Right. Just a blank wall, which really makes the room look a lot smaller. No, the headboard ties the room together. It, it does. <laughs> it really ties the room together. I might have paid for the repair on it. It's, yeah. it's worth it. No, I think it's worth it. Yes. I, I like the mirrored headboard, man. We should bring in our guests so we can all talk about our weeks. Uh, sure. Right? No. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so, we're joined tonight with we some very good guests. These are some, uh, some, some uh, uh, bright young comics. In the uh, in the comedy scene, definitely comics that um, Andy and I think you guys should should be looking out for uh, big things, big things, you know. Uh, so I'm joined uh, by Mr. Brent Schmidt. Hello. Hi. And um, and Zach Pugh. Hey guys. Hey, Thank man. you for being Thanks here, for coming, gentlemen. Guys. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So so I got well. Yeah, we'll do the science background. We'll that get stuff. into all that so, stuff. But, but yeah, minute, tell me, but, tell me about your week, man. So yeah, I went up to Portland for uh, a week or so to do some Bridgetown work, and then to MC at like one of my favorite music festivals. This thing called the Pickathon. It's in a fa- it's on a farm just outside of Portland. It's very it's a very Portland thing. It, they they turn this farm into a. I mean, it's not like Lollapalooza or some. Or it's not like a more relevant uh, recent festival that exists. It's not like Coachella. It's not like some other reference. No, yeah, no. Yeah. But uh, but it's amazing. They build. They build. Did like you go to Burning Man six. already? No, Burning Man's in three weeks. Okay, oh, I am man. doing that though. But uh, a bunch of bands that I love, like Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Michael Cronin, Jonathan Richman from Modern Lovers, and from sure, the sure, he's Modern the, Lovers, the Troubadour from Modern Lovers fame. Yeah, there's something about Mary. That's Jonathan Richman. All these great bands playing on this farm outside of Portland where they build these stages temporarily and, and, and string up these spandex sail kind of things to make this gigantic uh, just like sky quilt over the whole thing. And then they build wow. a stage in the middle of the woods. It's like a bird's nest. It's it's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's called Pickfest? Pickathon. Because it Pick-a-thon. kind of like, it was originally like a roots music. Okay. Or it still is kind of, it has that bit. Like like lots bluegrass-y. of bluegrass bands, yeah. Americana. When you set uh, it up, uh, you said Pickathon, and that it was on a farm, and I had a totally different idea of what, what did it you was. think it was? What were you thinking? I don't know. Just people hung out and picked fruit. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. What a great way to get migrant workers to fucking yeah. work, pay to do their job. It's a they, festival, guys. Pay, yeah, yeah. People do that around like San Luis Obispo and in like wine country. People pay to go 
into the fields and pick their own. Yeah, but they, get, oh, they yeah. get to keep it. Yeah, but I, yeah, I assumed like, with Pickathon you would. Well, I've done that, man. The Paul I've gone, I've gone to like, I've gone to like Blackberry Farms and stuff. Yeah. Do you know about? Have you heard that Paul Tompkins joke? No, I think so. like friends suggested going going cherry picking. He's like, "What do we do?" Is he pay and go go around to get get a little basket? It's delightful. We go pick all these cherries. And he's like, "Ah, damn it! Someone stole my idea for a migrant worker fantasy camp." <laughs> ah, I knew I should have nailed that to myself. Uh, Pickathon was great, but then I got a last minute. Um, I got a job on Thursday. Okay. On Thursday, I found out I had a job, and whenever I go on these trips, I always drive because I always like think. Road trips are going to be... I don't know why I keep it's thinking... It's always a terrible idea. No, but you, in your head, you're like, hey, you're going to play some Seeger? It's like, get out in the road. Yeah. Like, no, now I've driven I-5 between Portland and LA like literally 16 times. So like, it's lost any sense of glamour or freedom well, or fun. Have, at this point, you have to take a 101 of the PCH just for a different view. But then it's twice and as far. And it's, already, it's already a thousand miles. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's brutal. But I, I always, every time, every time I do Portland or Seattle or something, I always fantasize like, this is going to be great. I'm gonna have you know. I'm gonna make some great like playlists. I'm gonna just space out. Yep. No, it's I five looks awful. It's the worst. Our whole state's in a drought. There's oh like just uh, dead Shasta, people on the side of the Lake road. Lake Shasta is like 200 feet below its normal level. Like there were parts of it that were just completely empty. They're starting to find those bodies and stuff. Right, That's yeah. how low it's gotten. It's a good time for buzzards. It is. Buzzards are killing it right now. I drove through a forest fire that was like 60 miles long wow. yesterday. Like my car still smells like smoke from wow. I was I think That's it's nice, probably close though. to being not safe to drive through between like Ashland and uh weed. There was just like you couldn't even see the sun. Wow. Yeah. Crazy forest fire smoke. Um but I was going to say so I got this job Thursday that I found out has starts yet started yesterday. So suddenly I had to cut the trip short and then drive straight shot through 1000 miles in a day on Sunday. Then uh, I got caught up in traffic because the forest fires. Three hours of sleep, then going to, going into a new job yesterday. So that's why I haven't seen you. It's been like straight to uh, wow, man. Yeah. Well, congrats on the on the gig. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's worth the drive back for, I guess. But yeah, next time I can't. I got to stop doing this. I got to just buy a plane ticket. I'm an adult. I can fly to Portland. Yeah, I dude, I always do the drive too. Same thing every time. It's, it's always cost the same or more with the gas. It's way more expensive to drive. It's not. I bet the gas is probably like you spend like two fifty, where a flight would be two hundred. Yeah, something. but I use premium, bro. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I know is that Jesse Case does not use premium. <laughs> I only go premium. Only premium yeah. air conditioner on full blast, windows down, whole time, whole time, premium burning bro. gas, burning it. So what have you guys been doing the last week? Yeah, what's what's, what's, what's well, news? I've been uh, you know doing shows. I'm I'm working on two two uh, two screenplays at the same time. Nice two. That's very that's very Los Angeles thing. But um, I think it's good. It's like if you have something going on. One thing that I've learned about like writing or comedy or whatever is that uh, if you have if you're only working on one thing, you know you you have to take a break from it. You have yeah. to you have to let your brain off work and. Uh, but I, I think the most productive way to do that is just to switch to another thing you're also working on for your breaks. Yeah. And then you're taking a break from that as well. Right. So it's this thing of instead of just doing one thing and then just going and playing putt putt or whatever you do for your break, you're like, oh, I'll just write on, I'll just write this other thing for a minute. And then, uh, and then you can some, you can sort of work all day, but it feels less assembly line. I don't know. So I've I just been doing a lot of that. And, I, you know, it took me a while to get over the cold and everything. It was just exhausting. Oh, that's right. You were here. You were just sick. That's why I was we, sick, man. I couldn't have you last week. That's right. Yeah. I was, I was like, uh, uh, very close. It was a mere 50 feet away. I was just asleep. Oh, they were saying to death. <laughs> like, no, no. Guys, it was touch and go for a minute there. Like, no, it was not touch and go. No, oh, okay. I, was, I, was, uh, I was fine. I felt like it. I felt like it. But it was weird. Um, so we always like to do this with our guests. We uh, have our guests on Probably Science. We like to ask you guys... 
if you have, uh, we like to ask a few questions, you know, if you have, if any, uh, science backgrounds whatsoever, even your favorite class in school, what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Brent, what do you got, buddy? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was a big science nerd in school. Uh, I, I got the Mr. Science Award in my high school what? biology class. <laughs> what? What does that mean? You get like a, is that like a homecoming thing? You get a- no, she just like gave awards to everybody at the end of the class. It's just in your little class. Yeah. And, uh, and I corrected her often because I was an asshole that read a lot. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've always been like a weird little nerdy kid. Sure. When I was, when I was a kid and everyone wanted to be like a firefighter or an astronaut, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Okay. Look at Mr. Science over here. <laughs> yeah. I feel like your teacher was giving it to you sarcastically. <laughs> that's, that's what it feels like. She hated me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Science. Mr. Fucking Science. Oh, most of my awards in high school were sarcastic. Uh, so you're from, you, you went to school in South Dakota? Yeah, uh, I'm from Sturgis, South Dakota. Rally's happening Ooh. right now. Whoa, dude. Yeah. Nice. How far is that from Deadwood? Like 12 miles. Oh, it's oh, basically Deadwood. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Wow. I drove through there before the show was a thing, and uh, it was one of my favorite road trip stops ever yeah the the black hills are beautiful and uh it was five dollar blackjack tables even (laughs) on the weekends Uh, i stayed at a youth hostel which isn't like a very common thing in the u.s to have yeah deadwood's got a hostel and there was a a street fair uh with the jeff healy band who have who has since departed departed but i got to see jeff healy before he shuffled off his mortal coil in the street fair in deadwood (laughs) Bro. Yeah, it's a it's a really weird place. Like, yeah, it was a place of outlaws, and now it's just casinos and old people at buffets. Well, that's what outlaws just become. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what Go I mean. Get those like, deals. There, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of like places where they just evolve that way, where people get too just sort of old and bored to like shoot at each other, <laughs> and then they just kind of build. And then Branson, Missouri happens. Right. <laughs> oh God, Branson. Right. There's a lot of old sort of like weird outlaw towns that just become boring and vicey. Yeah. You know? Um, and like where I was from, it used to be this big railroad town. Uh, it's in Madison, North Carolina, um, where like I was born in Canada and then we moved to Madison. And it's, it's, it, it, it was like this town where, you know, the train used to come through. It was like this place, mill town, bustling mill town, um, very, but also very like weird and vagrant. And then it just sort of the, all, that mill closed and everything stopped. And... It's like when things like that happen, just like there's no new blood, like no one has kids, really. So the town just keeps getting older and older and older and older. Oh, man. Like, you know, every year the the kindergarten class would get smaller and smaller with like new kids. the most depressing thing I've ever heard. (laughs) But that's kind of what like Deadwood's like. Well, yeah, and Deadwood Deadwood had the mines. Like they had the gold mines up there and, uh, and those all closed down. Uh, I, uh, some of them are being turned into research facilities for like neutrinos and things like that. Oh, that's pretty neutrinos. smart. Except, yeah. would they be anywhere near close enough to like? Actually, I think neutrinos were first discovered at uh, the Homestake Mine uh, up by Deadwood. Yeah, I would have thought because they have to have things that are either like perfectly straight or perfectly circular. That like the chances of a mine shaft being aligned with that. Well, I, yeah, it's just at the depths that it goes to that I like, I'm not sure exactly what they yeah. do, but, but they, yeah, they have pretty great science programs and it's hopefully bringing jobs there. Smart nice. people, state could use it. So did sure. you keep doing any science after you got the award or were you like, I'm done. I've, I've reached the pinnacle of science. Stuff. Oh no. I, uh, Mr. Science is hard to outdo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Einstein, downhill from Mr. Science. Einstein didn't even get Mr. Science. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. like I, I, at that time I was planning on being a surgeon. 
Uh-huh. Uh, like that was my long-term thing. Uh, and then in my AP bio class, I botched an experiment and had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> what? what? Uh, it, it was like a multi, like it was a, an experiment that it was like a week long thing where, you know, it went through different, different chemical phases and stuff like that. And I fucked my groups up and, uh, and then I didn't sleep for like three or four days. Okay. And then after that, I realized I probably shouldn't go into the medical field. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I, that's about where my science ends. I don't mean to nitpick. I don't think that's a nervous breakdown. I went nuts, man. <laughs> I think it's like a real shitty week. Is, no, I don't know, man. Is there a, a diagnosable, like, are there symptoms? Is, is it a thing that you can say for certain that someone does or doesn't have a nervous breakdown? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, for a 15-year-old kid to not be able to sleep for four days because he punctured an egg, like, that's not a stable thing. Right. That's a breakdown. Right, that's a breakdown. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just picturing like... Isn't it weird how breakdown and break up is so similar? I hate to be George Carlin about hey, this. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's a lot of words. But I'm saying like similar feelings. It's, it's weird. You, you want to this- get on the plane? I want to get in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's a break up and I had a breakdown. Why? What? <laughs> um, Zach, what about you, buddy? Um, you got I grew up uh, hating science. Okay, uh, part of that was probably the religious background. Yeah. Uh, I didn't believe in any of that that nonsense. Well, you did uh, have a super religious nonsense? background. I did. Oh, okay. Yes. And what? Where were you growing up? Uh, Ohio. Ohio. Yep. So everybody everybody goes to church in Ohio. What city? Uh, Canton. Canton, Ohio. Canton, okay. Ohio. And uh, yeah, so the uh, the latest the latest science class I ever took was called Science in Our Society, <laughs> and uh, we learned about forensics. As okay. well as population control, those sorts of things, you know. Okay. Okay. Wait, population control meaning? Just like how, how populations grow and how they, how they shrink. Oh, okay. Things that you don't really have any application in real life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was me and all the burnouts in there. I thought you were saying like it was actually like teaching you about birth control. So like, that doesn't sound like a religious community would do that. Oh, wait, listen to this. What's the sound of... What's this happening at the end of the table? Oh, that sounds like a delicious Lagunitas. Oh. Not quite being opened correctly. <laughs> And then foaming everywhere. Is that on me? Was that... Uh, I don't know. Is that because you shook it? No, nah, you, opened it, before giving you it opened it like a Mr. Science. Yeah. That's what you did. Yeah. I hope you, I hope you don't sleep for the next four days <laughs> after that. Uh, what the hell? I still can't get it. You, I heard three different sounds of a beer opening, but the cap yeah. is still on. This is not the fault of our generous sponsor, Lagunitas, whose IPA is delicious. No, and it's, little, me. I'm... it's now all over your hands. How come you can't give... I've got this here. I can do it. I can just do it with this. This is... All right. I don't even have any actual openers in my room. I just I use was, yeah, guitar I capos. I have a pick punch I use sometimes. A lighter works there. There. I don't. I usually don't drink, so you know, I uh, these are skills. And, yeah, it was a good. Yeah. It was a. You put in a solid ten years, though, buddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but sip it up. Sip it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. It was. It was mainly like cans of Bush Light, twist off tops. Come on. <laughs> but you're saying like he's got the chip and everything. Right, like, right. Oh, whatever. This is like a fun podcast. It's like a good show. <laughs> Throw away my life. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most casual relapse. <laughs> yeah, it's a sponsor. What am I gonna not? <laughs> That's like what a great op- what a great like yeah thing to do. Go right. We're gonna email the sponsor now. And I say, Your beer is so good. I Our friend is now off the wagon. Yeah. I won't name names, but I do know people. This is this is a testament to how desperate we are in show business. Um, I know people that have relapsed very strong sobriety commitments to do drunk history. No. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Because of course those people are. By the way, we'll get back to your science background. I'm sorry, I'm not cutting you off. Um, 
I was I was always kind of jealous of the actual alcoholics I knew in college because yeah. like, it looked like they got, had so much more fun when they were drunk because they got yes. to that other place right. because they're alcoholics. Right. So I'm sure it's like those people who are making drunk history are like going through their mental Rolodex of their friends who are funniest when they're drunk. Like, yeah, those are your alcoholic friends. And like some of them have gotten clean, but they are the funniest drunks because like it does a different thing to their brain. Right. So it makes sense that you would get your friends to go off the wagon for that show. Yeah, uh, but it's but it's just in, it's just interesting to me that they did. I mean, it's still on them to like because Temptation's always thrown at you. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it so makes it okay, but as the producer, like, I get how you like. Who do we cast for this? Oh my god, this guy's the best. I guess he stopped doing it. Yeah, because he was the best. Right. Yeah. It's just interesting to me as a comic. You'd be like, but I do need I this. Do need Come this. on, yeah. I need the name TV recognition. Credit. Yeah. It's a TV Fuck. credit. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'll probably lose my family again, but <laughs> uh, man, I need. We this. had a good run. Oh, that sweet sweet credit. Yeah. <laughs> I need that CC credit. <laughs> I, I don't have one since the old logo. I thought about that. Like, what if that was your first TV credit? You know, like, what if, and what if it's your last? Like, that's and it, it's your you last know? because it was your first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so you you grew up pretty religious. Then. Yes. Wow. So I uh, didn't believe in evolution, any of that growing up. Okay. Uh, went to college, went to a Christian college, still religious. No. Yes. Wow. Um, still didn't believe it. And then uh, discovered the internet and its depths right around age 19 or 20 and uh, realized it was all a lie. And uh, what, what do you internet. what do you mean through like the I, I just found like I just found science. Page? I found science. <laughs> was like, I, I found science on my own outside of the classroom, just like going on the internet and reading things. Like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that yeah. seems <laughs> yeah. that seems like it makes a lot more it's sense. Like a real explanation. Exactly. Wow. Um, and then okay, so then you start stand up. What what? I'm confused because it seems like you were you're so young. It seems like you were ju- this was this last week. Were you like were you like super religious till last week? Can I was how old you were. I am 23. Oh, you were a baby. Yes, a baby. I mean, we last guest perhaps. No. So I uh, yeah I was I was religious till I was about 20, and then then I discovered the science stuff, and then I kind of on my own was just like oh science is really cool, and I got mad at myself retroactively for not being into science growing up. I think everyone's retroactively mad at their childhood version of them. Yes. No yes. matter what. Always. Right, right. It's just cringeworthy all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was the other way. I was I was not religious, but too not religious, <laughs> so that's just as embarrassing. Yeah. I had like a pink dreadlocks just like awful <laughs> you know what i mean like the version of me in high school just is picturing a my worst. so-called life character version of you i was trying like, to be a my so-called life character yeah. like that's all i wanted is is just you know a brooding yeah that level of only natural lighting that's all i wanted in my life was just for some reason everything's that handled was it. the thing about 90s shows like yeah their lives all looked amazing because yeah everything is just like there's one candle in the corner of the room in this law office like even like ali mcbeal yeah like i was like i would work in a law, but you ever been to a courtroom like it's just <laughs> the stark fluorescent lighting yeah. that alone would be like no never doing that career i'm not gonna work anywhere where i have to be under fluorescent light ever again everything in the that's, 90s was was candlelit all the tv yeah. shows party of five yeah i was just oh, weird all of it shot on film and just looked so you know what i was thinking about uh is, is weird but i was thinking about um the uh somewhat related is like the uh the harry potter stuff right and totally i was really related well it's related because they have the candle lit everything's candle lit in uh their castle mm-hmm. yeah and they write with fountain pens but they live that's true but they live in like modern times they live in right? modern times they could have the right. technology you combine with the magic and- Be- because they're still combining human technology they're yeah. still using candles fountain pens they're they're using horse drawn carriages and all that stuff wow so great so point. when did they just bail right and why didn't they switch to email? It's still better yeah, than an owl. Did they have Wi-Fi? And why were they ever on board in the first... Like, why, so there was a time when they were probably in keeping, keeping pace. 
yeah. and then broke. Do you know why? But you magical. think it was like 1800? Like right. when did they uh, bail? Well, Wi-Fi wouldn't work in a castle. That's why email wouldn't work. That's a great point. Because what you the have stone to use, walls. You like, have to use no, 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 thick. no. But you have a router inside the stone Dude, walls. You can have a yeah, you have I mean, it cabled to the outside. There would world. have to be so many repeaters. They got the it, it wouldn't be cost for effective. that. Well, <laughs> first of all, keep in mind they could have magic Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? Like well, they have the best. I mean, Wi-Fi. are we going to get into where magic meets science? Yeah. That doesn't seem canon, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Look, man. To science or to Harry Potter, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you. How high bandwidth would a magical Wi-Fi connection well, they be? Had a, be right. They had a flying car. They had a flying car, but they only had it because what's-his-name's dad worked for the human study, yeah. muggle study thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, yeah, even stuff like the radio blew their mind. Well, the train, the train is pretty... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How do they pick? Yeah, where's the stop? So, obviously, there was some sort of year that they bailed, because the train still existed before light bulbs. Right. So, when... So, 18... <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> 1860... Like pre-Civil War. You can the, kind of pinpoint the exact... Yeah. Wow. By the technological was things the, they have and haven't taken yeah. into account. The can, Civil War, is that when it happened? Let's put this to our listeners. <laughs> okay. People... <laughs> real big Potterheads. Is that... What's the word for Potterheads. it? Potterheads. Potterheads. Is it really? I don't sure. know. I don't know. <laughs> the right. Rowling Potterheads out there. Yeah, uh, the Harvard Rowling team. Email, email <laughs> us... Tweet at probably science or email probably science at gmail.com and tell, see if you can pinpoint based on the technologies they have and haven't adopted what the exact year where they said, fuck all this human stuff, we're done. Right. Yeah. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. They had to just, at some point, they just bailed. They did. Mm. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, what's another, uh, the 20th century invention? Dude, they don't I'm have any other blank. Pen. Okay. They, yeah. have, they went fountain pen. So, we, okay. So, it's, well, it's pre typewriter. All right. Yeah. Pre typewriter. So, I know it's pre. It's pre-1892. I know that. <laughs> that's when it really... That's, I thought the typewriter was older than that. No, that's the first... The Scholes Gibbon, the first commercially successful one. I'm okay. sure even, like, the, the dishes and shit they use for, for eating, like, the dining hall, there's probably stuff there that, like, stopped at a time. Yeah, I mean, everything... Yeah. I just don't... A, a great person to ask would be the set designer... Yeah. Uh, ...of the movies. This isn't, like, yeah. an Oprah moment. Like, they, they're not here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Check out your seat because you get a set design. You get a set design. Everyone gets a set Everyone design. Everyone gets a set design. You get a wand. You get a wand. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just, I, that was like kind of, I'm not going to say bothering me because being bothered by anything like that is, I mean, you know, people are That's dying in the world. under your skin. Yeah, people are dying. So let's not. That's the thing <laughs> about. Ebola, tell me about this Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, in stand up, you have to, uh, you have to, you know, create outrage where there is none. You have to be like, this is really burning me right now this is no it's not well that's a that's a pet peeve of mine though when uh it's obviously not bothering a person (laughs) well a big a big uh stand-up one of a very common stand-up premise these days is fact-checking fiction yeah you're right and it it always like annoys me because it's not even the fact that it's not even the fact that someone cares about this stuff like whatever i don't care you're all into comic books or whatever and i don't think everyone has to be bill hicks but but it is there's a level of priorities that people put on things where it's like it's like well i mean stuff's still really like weird in the world so you just kind of look like a dick for caring that much about that Mm -hmm. i guess that's what i mean like when i hear somebody that's so like and then in issue number 37 ant-man doesn't even you know it's like it's like okay but i mean if you're that if this is affecting you that much like that's that's a level of like weird rich kid i can't even get behind yes i can't even you know because stuff like gets real, you know. So I don't, I don't know. You know what I can get behind? 
What's, what's that, buddy? <laughs> this is okay. After this, we're getting to science, listeners. We will get to science stories. Um, I don't usually get like really excited about some viral thing online. I don't usually repost things, but sometimes something just like just tickles that part of your brain where you're like, oh my god, this is exactly my sense of humor. This is my favorite thing. Yeah, I've been watching this all day long. I've been thinking about it and then laughing. I watched it like five times in a row at work and like my sides hurt. My friend John John B. Duff from Winnipeg posted this this morning when it had about 10,000 views. Um, an hour ago, it had 800,000. Now it's up to 1.2 million. This thing is going crazy. By the time this comes out tonight, this will already be everywhere. But this is my favorite video in the history of the internet. Uh, it's a little redheaded kid who's being interviewed at a state fair in... A WNEP, let's see, that would be um, Pennsylvania, I think. Wayne County, yes, it's Pennsylvania, because he's from Wilkes-Barre. Can you guys all crowd around and can we enjoy this yeah, together? Because yeah, this is not science. We'll get into science after this, but oh, I, I, this is my favorite. Okay, so picture a little a little uh, slightly chubby, red-headed kid in a green and white striped polo shirt being interviewed by a local news station in Pennsylvania. What did you think about the ride? It was great! Probably, I've never been on live television before, but apparently sometimes I don't watch the sh- I don't watch the news because I'm a kid and apparently every time apparently Grandpa just gives me a remote after we watch the Powerball. It's the Powerball. <laughs> Tell me about the ride. What did you think about the ride? Well, it was great. Because apparently you're spinning around, and apparently every time you get dizzy, yeah. the all you do is get dizzy. What? Yeah. And I've never, ever been on live television. I never, ever be on live television. Are you excited? Yeah, and apparently I only went down the super slide. When I went down the wall, I was scared half to death. <laughs> this kid is my favorite thing in the world. It's like, apparently, I'm just a kid. I don't watch the news. Uh, apparently, they give me the remote control, but only after Grandpa watches Powerball. Apparently, like, uh, so uh, apparently, so he apparently know, he just learned the word apparently. Yeah, so he doesn't he doesn't know what apparently means. So. But then when he like talks about what happens on the ride, he just like throws his hand up. And he's so like he's like five going on fifty five. He's just like resigned like. Apparently, get on the slide. They <laughs> spin you around. Apparently, you get dizzy. Uh, well, apparently, it scared me off to death. I don't well, fucking know. Just a fucking kid. He <laughs> clearly lives with his old, burned-out grandpa. I know. Yeah, I'm he's just, just influenced by like, him. Everything about this just tells you so much about his home life. Yeah, it's yeah. just like this guy, whoever he's living with, is constantly annoyed with him. He's just <laughs> right. Like, All right. Apparently, you're watching cartoons now. I guess. <laughs> apparently, you were just giving remote controls to five-year-olds. Okay. Apparently. Uh, Apparently, I pay the bills, but I'm I'm dealing with this. All right. Well, you know, like uh, I just like all my mannerisms and everything were just like an alcoholic biker guy until I was like six, <laughs> like until I was like influenced by people at school. Uh, you know, you like that's that's the great thing about starting school is everybody comes in just bringing what they all brought from home. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. bringing they're bringing six years of training yeah. for like how psycho their parents are. Yeah, imagine <laughs> kindergarten like they're like just like bright eyed like the world is my oyster kids like with building blocks like. 
All right, apparently we're just doing Billy Blocks today. <laughs> apparently this is what my life's become. Uh, apparently I'm just going to bring a shitty sandwich from home and apparently his girls aren't going to talk to me. <laughs> He's so resigned to what his life is going to be. Well, he was so immediately comfortable. Yeah. He took the mic. Yeah, like, he took the mic. This is my first time ever on live television. Goddamn, I love this thing so fucking much. Oh, we'll post it on our site over probably Probably until that kid's dead from alcoholism. Oh, oh man. <laughs> just the way he throws his hand up in the air, everything, about, like, just the, the self-awareness of, of your own sort of idiocy is, like, my favorite kind of comedy. It's like, apparently I'm just a fucking kid. Apparently, I, I don't know what I'm saying here, but, uh... It was almost condescending to, yeah, to the ride. Condescending to himself. He's like, fucking, apparently, um... Well, that's because that's what he hears all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like some, some sort of kid case study needs to be open now <laughs> this oh, that thing should is... be a bit on your show case studies hey. hey all i know is like forever this is a litmus test of like whether someone has my sense of humor if they watch this and they're like oh it's cute like, no you don't get uh, yes i guess it's cute in a way but you don't get how this is just the funniest thing in the world okay. oh man sorry apparently we're gonna do some science stories because <laughs> apparently Oh, Stu's in the kitchen. His teeth are still out. Apparently, apparently, everyone's teeth are in because apparently, you got the text I sent you. Uh, what he told me. Just oh God! Out of nowhere. Is that? Can we? Yeah, can we you, can read it. I'm not going to read it because you wrote it. I'm going to let you. I'm right. Open a delicious. All right. And then after day. this, we're doing a science story. We're going to do yes. a wonderful one about dinosaurs. Yes. And because um, we already have the segue, sleep eating in our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. My, my uh, dear listeners, I want you to uh, imagine, if you will, set our, the scene. Set the scene for us. Set the scene. Yes. Um, so I still have a cold. Okay. When this is happening, when this in is the world happening, that we're still in. had a cold. Apparently, I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> no, apparently, I'm making myself a sandwich <laughs> so in the in the kitchen, and um, I have a cold. I'm making myself a delicious sandwich. Sorry. And. Um, <laughs> And, and our our lovely roommate, um, you know, comes comes in. Um, our lovely roommate Stu comes in, and um, just out of nowhere, I, I have a cold. I'm like, out of, I have a fever. I'm just out of it. Mm-hmm. He comes in. He just goes. Uh, he says, and I quote, <clears throat> "Jesse, you ever see the nipples on Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> you can see them on the internet." <laughs> perkiest nipples you ever saw and then you start noticing you know and the other stuff she wears and you you know those nipples are under there just being all perky it's on the internet unbelievable fucking nipples <laughs> he just he just walks away from me this and, has uh, been this has been <laughs> our toothless roommate theater. <laughs> right and uh of course i texted you and matt immediately what he said and um i just i just walked away having had that happen and that was it but just the way he was he was like and then you start wondering, you know, you know they're just under there. <laughs> Everything she wears, they're just under there. But the idea of a grown like that's a thing that happens to the apparently kid at age five or six. The apparently kid the, is the epiphany, like, oh my god, everybody's actually naked underneath their apparently clothes. Apparently, nipples the just exist yeah, everywhere. They don't stop. Like the ob- he's, he's discovering object permanence. Right? <laughs> it's like formative psychological thing that like eighteen months old are right. supposed to figure out. Right. Like when you go peekaboo, like you didn't right. actually go away. Like right. your eyes are still there. Right. Like apparently, yeah. stuff apparently, still exists when they take put the hand apparently, there. <laughs> apparently, my mom plays peekaboo, but apparently <laughs> she's she doesn't actually go anywhere. She just covers her eyes. 
apparently they're just messing with me. <laughs> but the part of the video I left off at the end, by the way, was uh, when he starts talking about, I live in three towns, my dad lives oh, in, oh, and like, you realize, oh, okay, no. so maybe like, apparently mommy found a better daddy, <laughs> uh, apparently it's not my fault, but they still love me very much, but apparently now I'm spending over the weekend in does, Scranton. Does he say that stuff? No, but I was, that's an <laughs> right, imagining. Right. He's like, she cuts him off before he, he's like, I mean, live in three towns, I've never been on live television before. <laughs> like, right. Well, that's when his grandpa apparently, comes and pulls him away from his camera. camera. His grandpa pulls him away from camera. <laughs> apparently, dad came home from work one day, and apparently, mom had a dick in her mouth, and apparently, uh, tore apart the family. I feel like, apparently, that's not cool for grandpa to do. <laughs> There's a version of the future I have in my head already where this becomes the biggest thing the internet's ever had. This is the new Charlie bit my finger crossed with Gangnam style. Like, I hope this becomes everyone's meme forever. Like, all week, I want to hear people doing apparently impressions. I had this thought today uh, that, like, the internet and like the, the videos as they exist now, like everything on YouTube and all the stuff that's viral, mm-hmm. will it still be around for like our kids' generation? Like, will they still like randomly discover the videos that? Because like I just stumbled upon a video that I thought was really funny that was posted two years ago. So will that? And stuff it was still- already the number it had a huge number of views. Yeah. Like it was big two years ago. You just didn't. Know yeah. About it. So like it like is that a thing where in the future like it'll still be around they'll still I think it will be videos? but the, it's just going to be so hard to of course because none, none of it's going to go away unless yeah, right. we have the Terminator apocalypse yeah. but like I well, think there's just like, so many of these a year where like yeah. in 1985 there were like five things that happened yeah. it's like walk like an Egyptian yeah. Challenger exploded <laughs> right. it's like but the nostalgia now is going to yeah. be like every three days there's yeah. some big noteworthy big by our standards in our current consciousness like don't you think we're gonna tap out because we're gonna have Trayvon yes all women apparently guy like every there's gonna be like every we will tap out but like there'll still be nostalgia points for our generation we'll be like telling our kids about it but like yeah I don't want to hear about how there were 53 things that happened in 2014 but don't you think the, the sad thing or comforting thing is that we are starting to realize that our own capacity to just forget this shit immediately so why are why does anyone care like I think more and more people are like quitting Facebook, just just like yeah, right. I'm not gonna care. Yeah. But even if you're on Facebook, you still like a, a meme can take hold and can become a big enough thing that you're aware of it, no matter what kind of technology you're using. Sure, but it doesn't matter at all, though. It doesn't matter, That's but I'm saying. saying it made it made a brief, but still, as far as the number of people it touched, a big imprint on our culture, and then it went away quickly. So it's still going to be there. It's still a funny video. This video will be funny if someone looks at it in 50 years. It, but it'll, it might be, not it'll be left up, on the internet. It like won't a, be like the Beatles. It won't be a common point of, of reference for yeah. a whole generation. But, but it'll like, be like a like a fossil. Be like a fossil. Kind of like, like a fossil. It'll be like on the internet, like yeah. a fossil, like a, a group of fossils even. Okay. Maybe YouTube would be like a group of fossils. You guys know. What? Apparently there's fossils. So you know how you can have a... You know how you can have a uh, like a pack of dogs, mm. a pod of dolphins, pod of dolphins, murder of crows, murder of crows, an affliction of bros, an affliction of bros, <laughs> obviously, a um, business of ferrets, business of oh, ferrets, nice. um, pride of lions. So uh, it's a it's going to be a terror of tyrannosaurus. Oh, a terror oh. of tyrannosaurus. That's what it is. The agreed upon but were the, collective were they noun. A group like did they? Well, let me let me species? tell you something, Brent. Let me tell you something. Is that um. The Tyrannosaurus might have hunted in groups. Uh, you know, the fact that they maybe did, that's long been debated by dinosaur experts, but with so little to go on, the prospect has remained firmly in the realm of speculation. So firm. It's been really in that, in that realm. But there's been some loosening of the realm lately, because researchers in Canada now claim to have the strongest evidence yet that the ancient beasts did move around in packs. So this is at a remote site in northeast British Columbia, in the west of Canada. 
they uncovered the first known Tyrannosaur trackways, apparently left by three animals going the same way at the same time. Unlike single footprints, which have been found before, that's of course by the Tyrannosaurs that, that are with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Tyrannosaur... <laughs> Um, And a single set of dinosaur prints. Tyrannosaur trackway. (laughs) It was then my son that I carried. Um, Tyrannosaur trackways are made up of multiple steps, revealing the length of stride and other features of the animal's movements. What surprised the Canadian researchers, and they are easily surprised, Mm -hmm. was the discovery of uh, of multiple tracks running next to each other, with each beast evidently keeping a respectable distance from its neighbor. Richard McCree at the Peace Region Paleontology Research Centra in mm, British mm, Columbia. Mm, of course. Um, was, um, <laughs> but I really like the colours at that place. Um, it was tipped off about one trackway in October 2011 when a hunting guide working in the area emailed him some pictures. And we, we have pictures here. We'll have them up on our website. Um, the guide had found one footprint that was already exposed and later uncovered a second heading in the same direction. McCree made immediate plans to investigate before the winter blanketed the site with snow. Okay, well, we don't really need this guy's whole fucking life story, but um, he... Uh, <laughs> it was a cold winter. <laughs> that winter... Long and harsh. His girlfriend left him that year. And, uh, no, just the cold was bitter. <laughs> uh, he arrived later the same month and found a third footprint that belonged to the same trackway under volcanic ash. But the real discovery came a year later when the team returned and uncovered two more sets of Tyrannosaur tracks running in the same southeasterly direction. We hit the jackpot, said McCree. That's not a good Canadian. <laughs> no. uh, He's from no. Liverpool, Irish. Canada. Irish. Right. <laughs> Liverpool, <laughs> Canada, yeah. We're gonna have, okay, let me get into my Canada book. Okay. All right, we're going to get out there. We're going to have a real solid game of hockey, and uh, we're going to keep our heads down. We're going to play the crease. We're really going to get out there and have a real solid game of hockey. So a single footprint's interesting. Hey, but and if we win... Hey, Tim Hortons for all you hosers. Uh, Tim Hortons for everyone out there, eh? And uh, we're going to get out there, and, uh, you know, a single footprint's interesting there, but a trackway gives you way more. Uh, ah, shit, my internet just went weird. Okay, no, I got it, I got it. <laughs> this is about the, uh, the strongest evidence you can get that these were gregarious animals. <laughs> gregarious uh, The only stronger evidence I can think of is, is going back to a, in a time machine to watch them, eh? Let's go to the tape. And the Canadians found a time machine. No. You start wondering what it would have been like to have been there when these tracks were made. Uh, the word is terror. I would terror. That's a hard one in Canadian. Terror. 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 The word is terror. Terror. I wouldn't want to meet them. I wouldn't want to meet them in a dark alley at. Oh, this is what McCree says. I wouldn't want to meet them in a dark alley at night. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, so uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know much about the age of. I, I guess I hadn't really thought much about lifespans of dinosaurs, but they said. From the size of the footprints, the researchers put the beasts in their late 20s or early 30s, a venerable age for tyrannosaurs. The depth of the prints and their measurements suggest the tracks were left at the same time. They date back to nearly 70 million years ago. 70 million? 70 million years ago. I thought it, I thought it was longer ago than that. Uh, no, no. Was uh, the big, uh, all the stuff with all the T-Rexes there? I don't really, you know what the funny thing is? I, I can read stories about epochs and eras and uh whatever the terms are for lengths of time and i can never none of it ever gets cemented in my brain because because it's like a logarithmic thing and like some of them are so like nested within them set within each other and i'll confuse like yeah eras with epochs with uh what else there's other uh um um, periods or yeah there's i mean and i'm sure there's mnemonic devices but they're probably 
even to know the mnemonic device, you have to remember at which scale you're looking. Yeah. And I don't remember any of that stuff. So like if someone like asked me for just a guess about how long ago something was, I'd probably give like as dumb. I'm never going to guess. Oh, shit. No. Some, I, bet, I bet my answers would be as dumb as the average person in the street for how long ago the last ice age was, for how long ago the last dinosaur lived, for how long ago um, the first life crawled onto land. All those things would just mm. be complete guesses for me hey, um, have you seen uh, this is this is a little terrifying thing I, I just recently watched this thing it was called uh, it was called like Black Ash it's the Hiroshima Nagasaki documentary the HBO documentary mm-hmm. oh which took place back in the last ice age that took right. place in, yeah. no well they're doing a man on the street thing in Hiroshima where they're walking around and they're just asking people that are like our age oh no um, August 9th 1945 oh. what happened Oh no! Oh. Nobody knows. No. Like, like, there's like, no way. Like, uh, oh god! No, school kids, but but they're teenagers. You know, they're they're like in high school, eighteen, twenty, whatever. Right. And they go, Jesus. um, they go. I don't know, an earthquake, and like, no, no one knows. Wow. Well, that happened for nine eleven here. Is like that? Can, is it going to be the same thing? Of yeah. course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, of course it is. It's it's already, um, it's already happening because I, I'm well, I mean, I've heard people not know. And even people saying like what day was nine eleven on even even though it's the name like yeah. that's oh. and that's been an unironic real thing. Ugh. There are yeah. people that are at bars right now that are young enough to not remember when it happened. It's it's weird. There are people on our podcast right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were born in the nineteen nineties. Actually, where were you when it happened? Where was I? Where were you? I was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like it's like you, you, you should have done. Where were you, bro? Where were you on that one? Like, why didn't you do something? Yeah. yeah. No, but it's like like uh, the same way. I no, mean, I, I want to hear. I want to hear where you were. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, where yes. I was, so I was. Like, you were ten. I was in fifth grade. Yeah. Um, um, I was in school, and uh, it was happening, and you could see the teachers reacting, and they didn't want to tell us what was happening because we're ten years old. And so we just went through the whole day not really knowing anything. Ooh. They just said like planes hit a building, but that like is all we were told. And then, like, slowly as the weeks went on, they would, like, give us little bits. Your parents of, didn't tell you that that day when you got home? Jesus. They I mean, they just told me it was, like, a bad thing. Like, it wasn't like it was explained. It wasn't really explained to me, like, what the repercussions of everything were. Like, I didn't really understand any of, like, the repercussions of it and the motives or anything until I was much older. I was, I was in seventh grade, and I just remember that that whole day in every class... I, I realized that if I just ask a question about it, we would spend the whole class period talking about what uh, happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you were like just doing it just to stop having to do math yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mr. Science over off. here is also Mr. Conniving like, <laughs> yeah. manipulator. Hey, fuck school, man. Yeah, I found yeah, a way yeah. to make 9-11 about himself. Yeah. Classic rap. I'm the best. <laughs> Actually, now that, I, think, I think that kind of stuff did. I remember stuff like that happening where kids were like, if some just local tragedy happened or something, kids would be like super serious looking and like ask the teacher something. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Like, yes. So the book closes. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh, the sound of the book closing. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, let's man. just talk about this. Yes. Let's stretch this out as long how, until well, recess. Like when a let's... teacher, when a teacher actually has an opportunity where they have to make, make the call in their mind, like I have to do the right thing here. I have to mold these minds. <laughs> oh yeah. And I have to the teach exact, a lesson. All the, this all is the kids real. are thinking is like, Oh, this is the, I don't have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to, I used to do that stuff all the time, man. Yeah. Get somebody going on a thing. <laughs> yes. It was great. It was great. I feel that we didn't quite finish the dinosaur story. Did we? No, uh, uh, no, we'll get there. So, 
so, so during, the, during the expedition, they unearthed more prehistoric footprints from other animals. But different directions. Different directions, though. The, that was the, Liverpool Canadians. Well, that was the crucial thing, is that they're heading in all sorts of directions. Yes, yes. Um, evidence says McCree that the Tyrannosaurus chose to move as a pack and were not simply forced into a group by the terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he says when you find three trackways together going in the same direction, it's not necessarily good evidence for gregarious behavior. Um, isn't it most gregarious? <laughs> but uh, they could be walking along a shore. But if all the other animals are moving in different directions, it means that there's no geographical constraint and it strengthens the case. So, uh, gregarious is such a funny word to apply to animals. It's just like giving it, like, just these affable tyrannosaurs, you know, just like, just hanging out. They're real chill. They're yeah. like, they're fun to be around. They probably got a sectional couch. <laughs> They're, sang- they're sanguine. There's something that like, sounds like... Well, they're in their late 20s, like a- early 30s. Yeah. 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 They're, yeah. they're pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> these were the salad days for these tyrannosaurs. Man. <laughs> Doesn't Gregarious sound like its, uh, its origin is like from, from uh, humor theory? Maybe it isn't, but like... You know when someone's described as, as like phlegmatic or sanguine or... Uh, yeah. Because they're dominated by one of those... By, by like sanguine people are, are blood dominated. The old medieval humor theory. About how, like you have four humors, right? Phlegm, blood, yellow bile, and black bile, and like those pr- proportions that exist when you when you determine your personality. Like if you're phlegmatic, that means phlegm is your predominant humor. This okay. is hard science, guys. This is pretty- yeah, <laughs> yeah, bloodletting. It's all real. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, what phlegmatic people are like? Um, um, they're not depressed. Those are melancholic, which is like yellow bile or black bile or something, right? But sanguine people I know are blood people and you can tell by the way someone looks according to this theory also like if you're like a sort of buddha looking guy like kind of rosy cheeked fat drunk guy and happy you're sanguine i think sure like, yeah sure none of this is no one's i'm getting no look of recognition for the humor theory i've never heard guys. this no oh yeah it's an you old you were born uh, in the 90s man why, why <laughs> that's a good point great point this, this wasn't like going on when you were yeah. yeah you weren't around when this was going on this is like harry potter shit yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no i know i know i know exactly theories of humor so i just want to see how old this is Okay. Oh, damn it. No, this is like the other kind of humor. Man, damn it. Well, oh, no, no, yeah, I'm sorry. This is back in the Greek and Roman, and this is, yeah, yeah. Okay, hot, dry, cold, and wet are the four parameters. Yellow bile is fire, black bile is earth, phlegm is water, and blood is air. Guys, this is all looking at the, the back of a dollar bill, like real close. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got. You some, were looking at the back of a dollar bill on weed. I got some. I got some emails about that uh, Jordan Brady episode we did. Oh yeah. Um, because just you, not me. You got the emails. Well, I got emails about my conspiracy theory thoughts, <laughs> because people are like, "Hey, what are your what are your thoughts?" Because I because I was egging on Ben. I was egging on his son. Right. So I just want to let our listeners know uh, I don't actually. I just think that shit's really funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually into that stuff. <laughs> I at no point have ever. Uh, believed in ancient aliens or the Illuminati. Um, you know, I feel like I'm a fairly a fairly good cynic. Uh, he's, just oh, by say, the way, he's just saying this for air. He's totally into yeah. conspiracy theories. I just looked up the humors, and I was totally... If anybody out there is phlegmatic, I didn't mean to disparage your good name. Phlegmatic people are not depressed. They're calm, thoughtful, patient, and peaceful. Who are the depressed ones? <laughs> Melancholic people are dominated by black, by black bile. Black their, bile. their predominant or- organ is, the, of course, the spleen, and they're despondent, quiet, analytical, and serious. Well, they're dominated by their spleen. Yeah. You know? It's a quiet organ. That, ex- that explains everything. Yes. Um, guys. Oh, oh by the way, we, we got that dinosaur <laughs> story from uh, a listener. And by the way, if you want to send in stories, you can always email us. Probablyscience.gmail.com or tweet at probablyscience. That story came from... Um, 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 
Wait, do we have a name associated? I don't think with we that? have a name, but we'll get at was, you next week. I thought that was Anthony. And Ezo. anyone that's donated, of course, will. It might have been Anthony we'll Ezo if it was. Thank you, Anthony. And oh yes, after the next story, we'll thank our, our generous donors. Absolutely, because I I tell you, you know, those four humors. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a, any sort of sense of humor. That's when something tickles your tickles your funny bone. You know, right. but you'd be able to tickle tickle someone probably with a feather or something like that. <laughs> do you guys know that dinosaurs maybe had feathers? Wait, wait, wait. Do you guys What's know? This? Wait. Uh, yeah. There's a Siberian fossil discovery, and it builds the case for an age of feathered dinosaurs. Um, so scientists say remains of a creature that looks like a giant chicken provide fresh evidence that herbivores as well as carnivores were once feathered. Um, so it's, it's weird because it's this creature that looks a little like a giant beakless chicken. Hmm. And, it's, um, and it's led scientists to a striking hypothesis. At one time, all dinosaurs had feathers. Researchers were aware that early fish-eating dinosaurs had feathers, but yeah, fi- I thought this sounded familiar. I thought there was there was yeah. already some. We've we've known, you know, we've yeah. known for a while that, that feathers were involved. Um, obviously, they used to tar and feather each other. It's been mm-hmm. hard for us to figure out which ones were just <laughs> right, right. Had know, them already, and which ones were being punished. Which right. ones were being yeah. punished, of course, for uh, for tomfoolery. But uh, <laughs> researchers were aware that early flesh-eating dinosaurs had feathers. Uh, but the finding of the meter-long herbivore on a Siberian riverbank has led experts to conclude that all dinosaurs from the Triassic period, more than 200 million years ago, were feathered. What's this now? Wow. I know. As dinosaurs evolved, and in some cases developed armor, they lost the feathers, which were probably used for insulation and communication rather than flight. Communication? It's weird. One of, so one of the scientists involved in the study of the new dinosaur, is Professor Michael Benton from the University of Bristol, said it was a very significant discovery. Um, unlike his colleagues who thought it was a shitty discovery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking overrated. <laughs> Not into it. Let's get some pizza. <laughs> it's a hack discovery, dude. <laughs> bro, yeah, bro. Didn't we already bro. do this? Come on, dude, bro. Dude. Uh, this little chap from Siberia has feathers without a doubt, he says. The conclusion we are tentatively, uh, tentatively putting forward is that feathers were present in all dinosaurs. So Benton said the feathers kept dinosaurs warm, meaning that unlike cold-blooded lizards, they were able to operate in colder temperatures and at night. As dinosaurs grew bigger, feathers would have hindered them by making them too warm and compromised their defensive armor. Uh, so it's, been, it's long been accepted, of course, that birds evolved from dinos. Uh, and in the mid-90s, dinosaurs with feathers were found in China. Guys, quit. Gus is going to make a lot of weird noises. <laughs> We're looking over at him like he's, he's just going to make a lot of weird noises. Yep. Right? I'm just trying to make sure he's not eating something that will kill him. No, I don't I think, think it's possible. He's, he's explored every yeah, square true. inch of this backyard. He's, he's found everything that could. He's, 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 he's like, yeah, if he had a cyanide pill, believe me, he would have already been <laughs> explored all the options. He's, he's, a he's very, trying his best. He's a very suicidal dog. <laughs> Uh, again, we've explained it to our listeners. It's not Andy and I's dog. It's, no, it's, it's not on us to make him I give, happy. I give, he was already give, here. Give him the He's water. He's the headboard the of animals. Like, yeah, it was here when I moved in. <laughs> it's, it's not. Uh, you just didn't put the sixty bucks into repairing him. Put, Jesse has. I've, I've Jesse paid, has I've spirited paid him, him away to a vet, I've unbeknownst to, ha- to his owner. I've paid to have him repaired, um, <laughs> and you had to like sneak him. I had to, to sneak him. Dude, he didn't even. Ha- I mean, this is just depressing at this point. I don't want to bum out our listeners. It's going to bum out our listeners a lot because. It's it's a bit of a weird ethical thing where you, what do you do right. when it's not your animal, but it it's not being blatantly abused, but it's not given but any its love. Owner is being very, neglected. It's very absent. It's not yeah. It's not given any. Like he doesn't anything. get walked. Yeah. He just gets to wander around the backyard, which is like a big backyard, but like not it doesn't matter for a dog. Yeah. That size. It doesn't matter. You, you still have to walk. Like, if yeah. you if you had a dog on an I feel 80, like we're gonna bum out a lot of listeners. We are, <laughs> but if you had a dog on like an eighty acre farm, you would still have to walk it down the street because it. It just like it's it's not about that. It's not about new scenery. It's about like 
Oh, but you, I mean, you really think you would? Ha- I don't think if you had that much space, you'd have. Yeah, to walk they the they dog have or? to be. It's the companionship. And they being walked. Also, it's a different form of exercise. Even just the resistance. Oh, okay. It's like not a big. Uh, you got to walk dogs. That. You can't just. I thought if you had a farm dog, like see my my dog got a little bit out of hand when I was little. I had Smokey was my dog when I had like first to second grade. Okay. Um, but he would run away too much. So luckily, my parents found this uh, this family. Who lived in the country? Who had a farm? So he oh, could yeah. live there and, and he could run free. Yeah, and I was like, that's yeah, so that's cool. Where, that's that where they you sent him. They sent him to a farm. That's yeah, very nice. Found, that's great. Oh, that's so outside nice. Outside of Mount Pleasant, Michigan, where I live, I'm like, that's really cool. You know what's weird? I had a, I, my parents. My parents sent a few goldfish and a cat to a farm. Yeah, I had a cat. Wait, was it in Michigan? <laughs> yeah, because I don't even know. It's weird. Maybe they advertise this farm as like maybe there's a lot because of there's got to be here. some sort of goldfish farm, right? Because apparently we would just have goldfish that would go to a farm, which I didn't even know. It doesn't even make sense. It to doesn't. Me. It, it, it's to, to this day, it, it doesn't totally make sense. But like, I'm glad that it was there. I'm glad that somebody in Michigan back in 1985 had this farm it's and was able to take Smokey and Smokey. Free, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, my grandpa lives in a farm now. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Pugh with the oh spike. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, apparently my grandpa lives in a farm now, and apparently I <laughs> just. <laughs> Spins around, gets real dizzy. It's apparently it's uh, so I've never been on live television before, Jesse. <laughs> so um, all these all these dinosaurs are on the farm, but uh, you know it's been accepted that birds evolved from dinos. You know, in the mid nineties, dinos with feathers were found in China. However, these feathered dinosaurs were flesh eating theropods. Obviously, yeah. The fresh evidence that vegetarian dinosaurs were also cloaked in feathers was found at a site called Kalinda on the banks of the Olav River in Siberia. Uh, they found fossil remains showing it had scales on its tail and shins and short bristles on its head and back. But the thrilling discovery was... Uh, oh, hold on. Losing my stuff. Mm. There it is. Back. Got it back. The thrilling discovery... Feathers preserved in carbon-rich films on the rock. Yeah. Is that the one you're looking for? Yeah. because the, thrilling. These were uh, well-preserved, apparently, because the animal's carcass... Had apparently, not- the animal's carcass? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently the animal's carcass has not been picked over by scavengers, but uh, we're probably washed away by a river and then apparently encased in mud. <laughs> um, the new dinosaur has been named uh, Kalindodromius. Kalindodromius Zabicolicus. Zabicolicus. Sure. Uh, it was a plant eater with long hind legs and short arms and five strong fingers. Six Broad skull- shoulders and a lustrous head of hair. Like- <laughs> right. <laughs> Six skulls and several hundred partial skeletons were found at Kalinda. The findings were published... Er- <laughs> five strong fingers, six skulls, and several hundred... <laughs> <laughs> this animal like, we found a fucking hydra. <laughs> um, so it sort, of, it sort of clinches this new theory is that um, all dinosaurs had feathers, or at least the potential to sprout feathers. So pretty interesting new findings. So it, it looks like a giant chicken, is what the thing said. Pretty much. Hmm. I'm just picturing the ch- the bird lady from Kids in the Hall when I'm hearing all this. Yeah, the, the yeah, I think pretty much. Or a raptor with a feather boa. I'm just picturing like soul food at that time. You're picturing soul food? Yeah. What do you mean? Giant chicken legs. Giant fried chicken. Giant, giant fried chicken. I'm, oh, oh, how good the soul food would have been back then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dinosaurs. The humans dinosaur, who coexisted yeah. with these dinosaurs. Dinosaur yeah. Well, they did. I mean, if you've read the Bible. Yeah. Like well, humans and dinosaurs obviously coexist. Some of the best. I think uh, Zach may have a little. Well, I'm just picturing raptors with feathers now, and it makes them a lot more sassy and a lot less scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. Just kind of walking around their groups, making fun of other dinosaurs. <laughs> just super catty. Talking, talking mad shit about yeah, other with dinosaurs. Long necks, they could get yeah. some real looks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clever girl. 
Uh, you've got you've got a chicken background. I got chicken background. Yeah. You come from chicken. I come from chicken. Uh, my uh, from my chicken my father money? since I was born has owned a uh, Chick Fil A. What? And I worked yeah. there for uh, six years. This guy still has a Chick Fil A hookup. Crazy discounts anytime we want it. So okay, this all fits. Now this is all jibing well with like the um, with the religious stuff because yeah. they're closed on Sundays, so mm-hmm. the, the employees can all visit their local parishes and whatnot yep. and whatever you call. Yeah, uh, all so, parishes. It's all parishes. parishes. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, this is in Ohio though. Yeah, I thought Chick Fil A was like. Okay, okay, no, I'm sorry. It's it's a it's a rarity to have it out here. It's it started yes. in the south. It started in Atlanta. East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then my my father got one of the first Ohio ones in eighty nine. Like every chicken place starts in Atlanta. Yeah, but where would Bojangles start? I don't think I've had Bojangles. Bojangles a deep south, deep south delicacy. Get is is Waffle Bojangles. House from Atlanta originally? Waffle House is from I know Georgia. I know it's. From, I think it's from Georgia. It might be from Macon. Kentucky okay. Fried Chicken started in Atlanta. <laughs> Ironically, <enough. laughs> Weirdly, weirdly, yeah. So wait, what was it like uh, growing up in the shadow of a Chick Fil A? It was fantastic. I have. Uh, I've never paid full price for a Chick Fil A meal in my entire life. If you is there a secret code I can use dream. if I go to the one on Sunset and Vine right there now? There is uh, no secret code. Uh, there is a stack of coupons at my oh, apartment okay. <laughs> that my father sends me every couple of months. Excellent. <laughs> so you still have not paid full price. You nope. go, sometimes you go get Chick Fil A out here. Yeah, I've been mm. with. It's pretty great. Whoa, it's yeah. it's good. Okay, I I mean, okay, I know I can be kind of like a con- contrary guy by nature. Can you tell me why it's that much better than other chicken sandwiches? It's, it's hand-breaded, man. That's <laughs> okay. Ah, yeah. Fair enough. Hand-breaded. hand-breaded. It's a special coda recipe. So it's like it's, it's the chicken really equivalent juicy. of In-N-Out. I could ask a better question would be, I don't really know much about the, what the inner workings. I haven't worked in fast foods. So I don't mm-hmm. know what the, what the kitchen area looks like in most fast food restaurants. But you I, ever I, worked I, you're a fast saying, food job? No, I did. I was a I was a bag boy and like a general like grocery store. Okay, you know, worked in all parts of that except for actually the cash register. So I like I can see I've seen behind the scenes of some shit, and I was a prep cook. So I've seen okay. behind, I've seen in like a kitchen of like a hotel restaurant, but like fast food. But you I, never did just a straight up shitty fast, fast food, food job. job. No. Uh-huh. So yeah, what, what's so if I go back if I go in the back of a Chick Fil A, am I not going to be disgusted? No, not at all. Really? Yeah, it's one of the only ones. Seems very sterile. From what I understand, it's like one of the only fast food restaurants where you can eat the food after you work there oh wow because i know like a lot of people like taco bell people who work at taco bell won't eat there again and i feel like meat gun you have to like squirt or whatever everything comes in like bags and and And, like wendy's they use the old burgers uh is wendy's the sponsor uh not not anymore (laughs) they use the old burgers to make their chili like it's like three day old meat makes their chili and stuff so like the people there kind of make sense won't eat the chili there's not really any dirty secrets i can still eat subway i worked at subway yeah, but Subway is like one of the cleanest. Yeah, it just goes straight from the box they delivered in into the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the disgusting part would be, of course, in like the processing of like all cold cuts would be in that part of the yeah. equation At before the it gets shipped to you. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's shipped to us already, like just cut and in yeah. the <laughs> in the things. Well, that's cool. every food though. If you right. just go to the slaughterhouse, uh, yeah, it's, of course, yeah. I, I worked to find a way. It's disgusting. I, I worked at a Pizza Hut, and I have no problem with pizza. Uh, it's funny because my friends at Pizza Hut's the one place where you will never eat pizza again if you work there. Oh, uh, I still eat shit <laughs> like just tons of Pizza Hut. <laughs> Don't they just have like a like a half inch layer of uh, melted butter in the bottom of the pan before the? Oh, it's not butter. In? It's just <laughs> grease. Or gra- okay, yeah. That. They just there's a pump. You uh, pump it's grease. Like movie theater the popcorn oh. sauce. It's like three pumps. Yeah, it's so gross. Oh, wait, what? Wow. What? Yeah, they just back up. Like, take <laughs> me through this. So, so you have the pans for the for the pizza, specifically like pan pizza and the breadsticks. Well, the personal pan pizza I know is just like deep dish grossness. Yeah. 
Is but that all their pizzas about? are kind of thicker than most. Like it's not like a Domino's kind of pizza. It's all they're all. I love a thick pizza though. Well, the, yeah, yeah, they're pan. They're all pizza. pan pizzas. It's, I think it's just uh, the yeah. You you get the frozen dough discs, and when you're prepping. You just you pump the the pan full of grease and then you put the dough disc on there. So it just soaks to, all of it up. Yeah, to uh, and then you put it in the fridge to thaw. No then, shit! Oh. Before you even cook it, it's just like steeping in the grease. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna order some pizza right after we finish. This. So good. I mean, it oh. sounds good though. Like when you say <laughs> that's that. why like, your fingers. That's the dirtiest. Pe- that's the dirtiest of all of oh, the, yeah. the pizza chains. That's why it's like leaking like, grease. Yeah, it's, yeah. your fingers are just like shiny, yeah. transparent after you yeah. pick up a slice. But man, those those personal pan pizzas at Pizza Hut, though. I mean, they are. Don't stop on our account. But they're they're yeah, the exact like soaked in grease. But the the preparation disgusting. and the pans are the exact same as the pan pizzas. Like the personal pan, they're just the little versions. Of well, the no, big. that's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah, it and, just and seems like a cast yeah. iron pan. Yeah, you know, grossness. Yeah, they're awful, wow. and they're they're rarely man. cleaned well. You know what? Luckily, it's in taste. Luckily, we can afford. To eat at, at slightly more upscale pizza places, thanks sure. to our many generous listeners who write into us. Uh, oh yeah, they write into us. They send us money. People can send us money if they like the show enough and are kind-hearted. Um, we do appreciate donations. We do this all um, as as a labor of love. It doesn't really do. uh, it doesn't really net us much money, and it, it does have some costs associated. So we would really appreciate it if listeners who enjoy the show um, go to probablyscience.com and click on donate. It helps That'd uh, be great. keep. Keep if, us in podcasting. And we have listeners uh, who've set up monthly donations, include including um, Paulo Saez Navarro. Paulo. Long-time listener. Long-time and listener. contributor and, and commenter on our on our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, he set up a monthly payment, which we very much appreciate. Thank you, Paulo. Um, Hannah Eldridge. Hannah. She's been listening uh, whilst designing or crafting for a while now, and she thought it was time to donate and support what has given her great enjoyment and That's she, uh, nice. yeah, yeah, she, she looks forward to hearing future episodes. She's done in Sydney, Australia. Hannah Eldridge, thank you very What's much. What's she crafting and designing? I was hoping that the rest of the email showed that, but I don't know what. You, Hannah, so, Hannah, what are you crafting, what crafting and designing? Hannah, tell us what you're working on. We always want to plug. We always want to plug the arts. I'm always we have people, people uh, arting, arting things. Um, we also received ma- a payment from Matthew Arnold via PayPal. He set up a monthly one as Thank well. Thank you, Matthew Arnold. He's a great always appreciate it. Yes, yes, we really appreciate years on that guy. No, everybody years. who listens and donates. And you guys, we we do want to remind people that uh, you know maybe maybe you're not money bags over there. You know maybe maybe you're struggling because you haven't even gotten maybe a website you, built yet maybe, for yourself. You haven't even you haven't even built a website for no. yourself. So how no. can you? You don't have the money to send us because you haven't gotten your business off the ground yet. You, you haven't. Pr- you probably don't have some sort of online store you could even set right. up. You've or, got or, some crafts you've been crafting while listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Let's say you've been you've been crafting stuff. You want to sell those crafts. Where are you going to do it? I don't know. Probably pay some web designer fifty thousand dollars. That's how much they are. A That's website? a bygone era when you would do that, Jesse Case. What are you talking about? So but they're I'm more saying, expensive now. <laughs> they cost more, Andy. You don't even what? need to hire one of those people. Sure you do. No. Nah, I'm nope, not good at computers. Nope. Bullshit. Let's say you've been making some God's Eyes, by the way, at Pickathon, lots of little kids <laughs> busking and trying to sell you God's Eyes. Like, I don't know what if are, these What's kids, a God's Eye? Um, do you know what a God's Eye is? Mm-hmm. Did you ever make those? You like, put two sticks of wood together, like a cross, and then you just um, intertwine oh, yeah. different colors yeah. of yarn uh-huh. to stick, to make yeah, those I've that cross that stick together, and then it's like... That's some true detective shit. I mean, That's it's, scary. It's, it's really true detective It's a funny thing. It's like, it's a fine line between like a uh, wicker man uh, yeah. effigy 
and like a, a, a Dreamcatcher and a God's Eye. Like every different like yeah. school of thought and belief system has a different sort of related, sort of creepy craft. Anyway, you're making your God's Eyes while you're listening to our show, and you're like, where do I sell these now? It, you know what? You, you probably just, just go out in the street and sell them. If you want to reach one or two people, but what sure. if you want to reach the whole worldwide web? I don't think that's well, again, possible. yeah, you'd pay you'd pay someone about fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Not the case. Not the case. In fact, it's as simple as going to squarespace.com and entering the offer code probably science. You can get a free month they long send a trial. Guy build it for you? No, Jesse. I feel like we've gone over this before. I think we have actually. Uh, I don't think we've. No, you can build a website. I can't remember this cheaply, easily. You can just pick from a number of beautiful templates. And get going in minutes and have a site up with no credit card. So you have to take a class first. It's no obviously classes. Take some no, sort of design Jesse, course. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Okay. Well, then they give you the building materials. Like <sighs> I feel like right. we have to edit all this out now because, like, I thought we'd explain. I thought I explained to you how this, how the internet works, and how the, how how Squarespace works. So if Squarespace you, is the fast and easy. Five p.m. If you go to Squarespace, no hour restrictions. No, any hour of the day. It's a twenty-four-seven website. If you wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat because you don't have a website. That problem can be solved within 10, 15 minutes, probably. You can go Sounds back too to expensive. Bed. No, it's, I'm, free. Free trial. No what? credit card. But what, when a you have to pay, though, what if, what if you need some sort of discount? What if you want a, I discount? Want a discount? You would enter the, the offer code probably science to get a 10% discount. You fucking Plans start at $8 a month. It's so easy to set up your own website. Uh, you get drag and drop interfaces for these templates, ready-made online stores to put your new fashioned God's eyes on. Wow. And reach the entire world. Wow. Your photos of, of the dog. And they sponsor us. Your, they, they do. That they sounds do. great. That's also the site that powers our site, Squarespace. Is that also the website that built Amazon, where you can go, <laughs> and uh, if you click click through our website link to Unrelated, Amazon? Unrelated, but also a good thing to note, if you're going to buy anything at all, listeners, through Amazon, keep this in mind. This won't cost you anything extra, but if you go to our site, probablysites.com, and click on our Amazon link first, we get actually a significant portion of your purchase. Yeah, it's a very nice thing to do. But it doesn't cost you anything more. It so it's just like, there's at least three different ways you can support the podcast if you want. And Set up uh, your own site through Squarespace. Tell your friends to do it. Use the offer code probably science, or go buy something on Amazon or and send let's us say a you're donation. the fourth. Let's say you're the fourth option. Some poor loser fucking nerd. Uh, here's what you do. Um, we would really appreciate it if you uh, would rate us well on iTunes and put in a nice comment. And uh, that makes a world of difference. And We'll uh, settle for that. Yeah, you we'll loser fucking nerds. Well, obviously... <laughs> Well, obviously, you're really, well, you're really nagging the audience right now, aren't you? Well, uh, Andy, obviously our guests don't know the relationship that I have with the audience. Um, you're the one who engages the audience the most. I feel like <laughs> I'm constantly uh, glad to get emails. I'm excited people are engaged, but you're the one who will be like, "Let's get into it. Let's really let's <laughs> dig into this. Let's get to the heart of what your issue is." When someone when someone emails, like let's say not even a, a criticism. Well, yes, I guess a criticism. If someone emails something that's less than complimentary well like, you want to get into it which is a good thing like you you're no, not afraid I, of i'm afraid of confrontation i don't think it's a good thing here's what i do think i think that um escapism is voluntary mm -hmm. and if you are the type of ludicrous fucking asshole that will make up a handle and a password that did not happen to no to leave a negative comment on something that you can turn off something that's free right you know what I mean? This, like, even Yelp, I kind of understand because you paid for that meal at that place. 
it's a good point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, dude, we're not in your living room. So Thumbs go fuck down. yourself. <laughs> no, seriously. This is the most yourself. negative you've ever gotten. But uh, I don't think I this is negative. I think it's defending against negativity. You're saying certain people never, listening to this can go fuck themselves. I would. No, <laughs> I'm saying that like it's a it's a weird, futile endeavor. And it's a weird way to view art. It's a weird way to view things to insult something that you got for free instead of just not not, in, not yeah. dealing with it. But it's well, the old the like pe- Howard Stern. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, the people that are that you know insult things. It's not like they're they're voicing the other side. It's not like they're complimenting the things that they like. It's just this world of like fuck this. Well, that's the thing, and it starts making it starts giving you as someone that produces content. The view that people are very negative because, like, yeah. no one calls a restaurant afterwards to say their meal was awesome. Yeah. That's a good point. No. So you only really hear the dissenters. It's like, totally. For instance, we're all comedians. Let's say you're performing for a crowd of 200 people. If 10 of them are hecklers, Ugh. that's a horrible crowd. It's a terrible it's a nightmare. Crowd. You know what I mean? It'd be the worst crowd for you to be in front of. <laughs> right. And yet, percentage-wise, right? Percentage-wise, yeah. it's, it's a great small. crowd. Yeah. But that's the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that got it, that got very philosophical about uh, no, but I, I, content. I, I get but what you say. Like someone emailed a while back to say, like, for this reason, I am no longer listening to the podcast, and I'm just like, I don't care. And if you're hearing this, ha ha, you fucking <laughs> broke your promise to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, obviously, we we want to be uh, we want to make a, the best show we can. So yes. if it's productive, uh, that's great. How it's enough is... navel gazing on on the production probably for one episode. Isn't it? No, no, I think any productive productive stuff is great. But uh, trolling, it's like, well, just fucking kill yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, suicide brought to you by Jesse probably Case. science. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll write back for someone to kill themselves. <laughs> I've done it before, and I've done it from our account. <laughs> who was the guy? Who was the guy that? Got, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Um, who who was it that just got fired? Oh, was it a guy from like a cooking show or something? Who, oh, uh, uh, Man vs. Food, Finspiration stuff, right? Yeah, the Man vs. Food guy. What happened? Uh, he used. I think he used a slur. I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak from complete. Certainty. Because he posted a picture of himself having lost weight and hashtagged Thinspiration, mm-hmm. which I guess is a very loaded hashtag because it's not just about like getting in shape, but it's like an anorexia, it's a pro-anorexia yes. movement, sort of, or it's... What? It's the internet, man. It's like too what much. What are you talking about? Apparently, there's people now who want to start themselves, <laughs> and apparently... No, apparently, um, the internet's allowing them to organize and support each other. Like, yeah, there's a movement, like a Thinspiration thing, oh. where like you post pictures of girls with thigh gaps as a woman, or you post like this is what I'm using as my own inspiration to get thin, but it's not really usually in the interest of like healthy weight loss or fitness. It's like, right. I'm going to stop eating until I look like so this. So they're su- mm-hmm. support. They're validating each other's sort of body. Issues. Yes. There's yeah. like an online sort that of sucks. tacitly yeah. endorsing anorexia community. And this guy from man versus food lost a bunch of weight and then hashtag the picture of himself skinny now with inspiration and people tore into him he tore back into them and lost his job because he was like just open a vein get in a bathtub and open a vein oh. to someone on instagram who was just like criticizing his use oh of- obviously suicide's not funny and i would never wish anyone to do it um, <laughs> <laughs> no the uh i guess just go fuck yourself some better <laughs> i don't know all right well uh, you guys uh you can also send us stories if you don't hate us <laughs> We love getting sad. We love getting sad. We love to hear from our listeners. Jesus. It's funny because in the last like two months, we've had every permutation of, <laughs> of the regular hosts. We had, I was out of town and you and Matt hosted and then you were gone. Matt and I was were last week and now you and I. I know. So now we can really see uh, based on the n- download numbers for each of these episodes oh who everyone 
Dude, everyone really wants mayonnaise. Well, I mean, yeah. let, let's also say the guess is probably going to be an impact, and we're not going to be big polls. You, you so don't know. judge yourselves you based off. Know. Andy, you look like you've seen a ghost. What? What? <laughs> oh. You look like you've seen a goddamn ghost. But let me Apparently, it's like dead people probably wander around houses. Um, no, it probably wasn't a ghost. And look, I feel bad about what... I don't want any of our listeners to go fuck themselves. Just be cool, man. All right. So, <laughs> so um, Be cool, man. Did you know that a uh, see-through bodies technique has been developed? Whoa! Mm. Yeah, that's where we're at. There's a way to turn an entire body transparent, and it's been developed by scientists studying rodents. This is a reporting in the journal Cell. They describe a technique that keeps tissues intact but allows key body parts and connections to be seen. They say it would help visualize how separate organs interact and pave the way for a new generation of treatments. The method may also be used to detect the spread of viruses and cancers in human tissues. So, you know, for almost a century, scientists have attempted to turn opaque organs see-through. We all knew that, right? I never knew that. (laughs) I think that was Michael Jackson's goal. He was just doing his steps. Um, but, but most techniques have damaged tissues, putting a stop to further medical tests. But, uh, guys, the fatty lipid molecules present in cells can distort light rays, rendering tissues opaque. But processes used to dissolve them have deprived organs of this key element of structural support, resulting in a shapeless mass of material. Mm. Now researchers from the California Institute of Technology say they have achieved the biologist's dream. Uh, building on previous work, the team have developed a three-stage technique. It's a soft plastic-like mesh provides support to tissues. Then, a molecular detergent is continually infused via the bloodstream, uh, dissolving away lipids and making organs transparent. That, of course, also, they need, that's why they need the mesh. Specific tracing dyes and tagging molecules can be added to the infusion to flag up the most important connections. Using this method in rodents, researchers were able to clear whole kidneys, hearts, lungs, and intestines within three days and the entire body within two weeks. See, okay, I'm glad they can do this, but I feel like once they do, they're going to realize, okay, this was cool, it was a fad, no one was actually on board. I don't know if you were too young to remember this. When you were two years old, there was a product called Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. That blew everyone's minds because what? How could it possibly be cola and be see-through? Because it's all see-through. Uh, maybe because they, just... they added the colors after the fact right. anyway. Yeah. Like right. it's just it's just sugar water, and then you right. added brown coloring. I know. So I'm just saying like transparent shit, maybe right. a little It'd overrated. be like like it's I'm a vegetarian. As... I buy vegetarian like chicken nuggets. It'd be like if they came out with like gray version. <laughs> it's like yeah, the orig- it's like literally original recipe <laughs> right. chicken nuggets, like before you add the right. chicken coloring. Yeah. Right. It's all, you know. I think one guy will like really commit to a Halloween costume and then just be stuck with it forever. That, that's the slippery slope is <laughs> yeah. a bunch of invisible men walking around. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't not wanna... invisible, just transparent. Yeah. Transparent. Yeah. No, not even that. Just a dick. Just floating. <laughs> okay, okay. Floating dick. If you could make one of your organs transparent just for party, you know, for like just to be a funny guy to party, which would it be? Well, you'd have to go with skin, right? Well, I guess the entire skin is an organ, but okay, you could go with like your eyes. I was, you could eyes have, would yeah, be yeah, real yeah. creepy. Make no, but I mean, I, there's no reason to make your spleen transparent. If yeah. You're gonna be. Okay, it, I guess none of the internal organs would be fun at a party to have be. Yeah, it'd be either be skin or eyes, eyes I guess, or teeth. Like, what else could it be? Um, Fingernails. Your nails are already pretty. Yeah. kind of having an invisible dick would be hilarious. I mean, it would. That'd be super funny. It would be hilarious. It would. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Surprise! No, I mean that'd be that'd be crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's bigger. Than, it's bigger than it looked. That's just my excuse. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By definition, yeah. no. It's just it's transparent. You can't see the rest it's of it. Transparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No big deal. Oh yeah, that'd be no, that'd be that'd be wonderful. Have a transparent dick. I would. To I be would, a grower, a shower, or, or a non a knower, a knower, a knower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I think. Um, no, I think I think you know this will. Right now, it's being used for science, but it'll go the way of fashion. People will have stuff, you know, where you can see their heart beating, stuff like that. Right, like a hot new thing. Um, oh yeah, if you could sounds pretty hot. Portions, yeah, if you could do portions of your skin. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Ravers just making like one of their arms into like the Terminator scene when he cuts back his own yep. flesh. Yep. You can just see the yep. yeah, yeah. absolutely just your face, the face thing. Oh, just the face, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Dia de los Muertes. This is gonna be a big. There'd this is what they have to target is like the Latin American community. There'd be some cool. real gross like fetish porn. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. Sure. Of course. Sure. And then, oh, yeah. honestly, they'll be the first ones to use oh, of it course. Like, widely. Oh, yeah, But yeah. think about, that's opening, because everything that can be fetishized has been fetishized if we can see it. So the only, yeah. like, this is like a quantum leap level. for fetishes because, yeah. like, now you can see it. Now you can, like, judge a, a sexual partner based on how sexy their liver is. Like, you well, can, like, yeah. have a new... And, yeah, in porn, you'd be, like, with big dicks, be able to see which organs are being displaced. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> sure. I wasn't even thinking that. I was just thinking like a new way to objectify right. people based on right. bodily. Just left right out of the closet. Took a flying leap out of the what I'm into closet. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking. I have thoughts. <laughs> Fuck you. Just throwing them against the wall. <laughs> Seen what... with sticks yep. and so, with transparent. Yes. <laughs> so that's what. See which organs are displaced. Is that a thought you have? I don't know, man. <laughs> oh man, Sex I bet, is weird. I better. Sex is weird. I better kidneys are all weird feeling oh good god Boy. okay so scientists say this technique could have many useful uh uses <laughs> they didn't say use I, I said that <laughs> many future uses from mapping the journeys of long nerve fibers to, from the brain to the rest of the body to tracing exactly where different viruses hide in tissues a team are now collaborating with scientists to examine brain tissue from people with dementia they say comparing these with healthy samples will allow them to see potential differences in cell patterns and numbers in a way that has never been possible before um commenting on the process is this Commenting on the processes this method is, has built upon, Thomas Insel, director of the U.S. National Institute of Mental Health in the U.S., said, this is probably one of the most important advances for doing neuroanatomy in decades. Well, you know, Dr. Viviana Gradinaru. I didn't a, mean to leave her out, of course. No, you, you got to bring up the Viviana. Viv, yeah. Yeah, she's a lead author in the paper. She told the BBC, this is the realization of the biologist's dream. How many of these people have said this? The biologist's dream. <laughs> well, got hyperbole from the, the scientists yeah. in general. Um, yeah, so Vi- Viviana um, definitely echoing, um, deco- echoing what uh, Thomas said, who was echoing earlier what, uh, what was the other guy's name? Smetha said, uh, "So you know a lot of echoing, but echoing. but this is a but the biologist dream has right. been dream. has been achieved, mm. making stuff clear so you can see the stuff on the other side. Um, were you guys ever into that? The anatomical models they're very expensive. Wait, you mean you owned one? No, they're very expensive. How did you know how expensive they were? I've, I've, I've seen them at like hands-on museums. I've I wanted haven't. to buy one. Why? <laughs> Just to make sure no one ever stays in your bed again? Like, what? <laughs> what? It's like having that like in your bedroom would make sure. I feel like it's equivalent of a mirror headboard. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's fair. That's having fair. an anatomical. Um, apparently, you can see yourself in my bed. <laughs> apparently, um, uh, you know, you can check yourself out and see what it, see what it looks like. And, well, I don't know if you're sleeping or whatever. Are you a big fan of the horror movie Pin? I've never seen Pin. Have you seen Pin? This guy befriends an anatomical. Uh, model that he keeps in his bedroom and it's terrifying and it, it talks to him 
but only in his head, but it still talks to him. I always thought it would be really cool to have, like, um, just one of the full... Because I did have one of the, like, foot-tall ones. You know, the, like, plastic, clear dudes that you... Could take you take apart, parts apart? Yeah. Take, parts take the organs it? out and do all that stuff. I had one of those, but um, I, would, I would love just a full size. Because, you know, they get really detailed. Like, even stuff, like, in the dentist's office, when it'll be, like, this, the set of jaws, mm-hmm. you know, where they show you how everything works. It's, like, a thousand bucks for just one of those things. Um, or, like, you know, the hands, where it shows you all the different layers... Um, a thousand it, Dude it's crazy expensive Because I, I just thought Oh like Just an anatomical Plastic shitty anatomical body From the 70s Has got to be like 100 bucks If yeah. I buy one online You know I'll buy one That'd be like a cool thing To have hanging in the kitchen But uh, no well, you're, you're you're ma- your, ma- your mom's a nurse right Well a doctor now right Yeah Well like I, my dad brought home Free Chick-fil-A for us Why can't your mom Just bring home Free anatomical yeah. models for you That's she how it works home, right No she brought home Like a lot of stuff Like semen <laughs> Oh right right Um <laughs> But actual stuff like from the stuff that, that'd be like the equivalent of your dad bringing home a deep fryer. He's not going to do yeah. that. That's equipment, right? He's going to bring home what they make. He's going to sure. bring home the chicken. Sure, she would bring home plasma. Yeah, I mean uh, we have deep fryers at our house. I mean, <laughs> just being honest. Did you really? <laughs> we have a lot of equipment in our shed. <laughs> Did you grow up with deep fryers in the house? Not in the house. We in, in the shed. We got a lot of a uh, lot of extra equipment. A lot of. Uh, Stuff just in case. Yeah, you gotta have that. Gotta have that just in case. Yeah. If you ever, if the, the fryer apocalypse happens, yeah. If the apocalypse sure happens, you, have, you gotta set up that backyard. We had, we had a nacho yeah. cheese dispenser for a summer, and oh let me tell boy, you. really? I bet that mm. was a fat summer. Oh man, oh. fat summer. <laughs> yes. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah, it was insane. That's better than having a kegerator. If you can just have nacho cheese oh, on tap in your absolutely. backyard for parties, God. it's the like a pump that goes to like some other room. I think that's the real of... measure of success in America. Yes, yes. I'm getting really sad right now thinking about that's the happiest I've ever been. Was <laughs> <laughs> nacho cheese on tap? <laughs> nacho cheese. On Dude, tap. I think the happiest I've ever Hot been was probably like cheese. in fourth grade or something. Oh come on! Like let's that. not get all fucking just because. <laughs> I think there's something no, no, no. lacking. Matt, somehow this has gotten really sad. This episode, no, I, feel I don't. Like. I don't. Not, I'm not saying that as a okay, bummer. I'm okay. saying it was a very similar thing. I remember this, and this is true. I was. I was. Uh, I wanted to find. So my dad had Men's Health magazines. Okay. Right. And <laughs> why would your dad? Well, I know. <laughs> Lizard. Lizard. Your yeah. father, whose name is Lizard. My listeners dad. who have not caught up uh, on Jesse's backstory. His dad's a biker named Lizard. His father <laughs> goes by the name Lizard. Yeah, but of course he wants to get every month like a new new tip on rock hard abs. Yeah, like, yeah. So Lizard, yes. All right, had Men's Health, right. and I remember in the back of the Men's Health magazines. Again, I'm fourth grade. They had those um, like sex videos you could order, but not porn. But it'd no, no, be it's like, like instructional. In- instructional. Be better at. But the ad was always like showed a little bit it was like a girl with like a thong on right, which right. was crazy Ooh. to me mm-hmm. so i was trying to find those magazines in which to see this girl with a thong right. um so i'm going through my parents room you know and my mom's like downstairs i don't know I'm, I'm, i have a minute to myself but it's still dangerous dangerous mission dangerous to go to go through their room you know and uh, yeah i'm going through i'm, I'm rolling over stuff like a <laughs> <laughs> you're hanging from a wire yeah, yeah. you know, why can't you just walk in but i remember they would always have this back when you could put cigarette ads and stuff they would have like newport ads in the back of the men's health magazines mm-hmm. the whole the whole back cover mm-hmm. and i remember seeing like a stack and i'm like oh this is the men's health turn them over playboys my friend playboys <laughs> oh, and boy. what every kid's dream that's amazing well that's what i'm saying and and uh i still think that's the happiest i've ever been it's like just that that oh, that yeah. moment i can that totally moment. remember of, like euphoria that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that's the best my life has been. Mm-mm. That doesn't mean it's the happiest like long term I've been. I'm just saying that like 30 seconds, that feeling. That is amazing. It was like this is it, man. Yeah, 
this is fucking it. The possibilities are endless in your mind at that point. Yeah. <laughs> the world is, is just opened up to you. Yeah. Because you know where this is always going to be. You have a reliable source of this. Like, I had a, can, a constant yeah. reliable source. I think everybody always, like, I always fantasized in the same way I fantasize about finding like buried treasure pirate style. I yeah. fantasize about finding my dad's Playboy collection that didn't exist. I just like thought mm-hmm. every adult man has it somewhere. If my dad also had Easy Rider, which is a train oh, wreck. Man, Easy Rider is a mess. What is Easy Rider? It's easy, a biker mag. It's a biker mag, but they it's always not have porn though. But they always yeah, well they all they always have like hog bitch of the month. Oh you yeah. Know? But it's like <laughs> they're real gross. Real gross, oh, man. No. And it's what you think it is. Right. I mean yeah. it's just uh it's it's a hog bitch is not a complimentary term. Well no, because it would even say like send us a picture of your mama, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> send us a picture of your mom. <laughs> I had a neighbor who uh, I wonder if I can use I think I'm Facebook friends with my best friend when I was like first or third grade lived in Mount Pleasant Michigan was uh, John Lindley and he had a next door neighbor who was a girl whose dad had a massive playboy collection and she knew that that was of value to like us oh wow yeah so she but I think she also I don't know how this works. Like I think I, I've heard this sort of from other straight women that like they're they're into it all. Like of they're, they're fascinated by it. And also, of course, yeah. So you like she it. would, she was Have like a laugh the, uh, jokes. Yeah, I can't think of I can't think of the like Tolkien esque character that I'm thinking of, but it's almost like she has a lantern. And it's like this way, this way, <laughs> right. like, takes us down into. Like, right. She is the shepherd. Taking She's a Tom Bombadil the, of right, of, right. Like, She's the like, stairway to heaven cover. <laughs> she wasn't charging admission to everybody. That's what I think. She's the stairway yeah. to heaven cover. But she knew that this was something we all wanted. And a she quest. <laughs> The, the coast is clear. Come this way. Quickly, quickly. There's a canoe Make waiting. haste. Yeah. There's, There's a canoe waiting. A foggy river. river Everything we're looking for is on the other side of this river. Yeah. <laughs> They're just behind us. Um, I pa- present you coming. the greatest riches known to... When yeah. I, well, I remember... Uh, I know we got to we wrap around. Yes. But um, when I was in second grade, there was this kid named Brandon Davies on my bus. And um, and I'll say his... I can say his name. Sure. He's dead now, you know, but... Oh, God! <laughs> Pearly <laughs> uh, died. Pearly, my buddy died. It's so but, uh, Pearly, I'm just gonna Pearly, talk about him. All Jesse's friends are dead. <laughs> no, no, man. It's, so uh, I'm, I'm totally kidding. He's fine. Oh, okay. um, I just He's fine. The leukemia is not terminal. <laughs> no, uh, you know, sometimes I tell jokes. Um, so uh, Brandon Davies, and he goes, he goes, hey, you want to see a naked, naked woman? You know, and I was like, <laughs> and I was, and I was like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and uh, and I was like, "Whoa, totally!" And he go and you know we take the bus together. And the next day, he brought one of his brother's playboys. And I remember he, uh, but these were like you know this was a while ago. Um, different, different hairstyles, <laughs> different oh, hairstyles, different hairstyles all over. Uh, everybody had different hairstyles in the body and face and hair and everywhere. So uh, he tore out like the centerfold for me, mm-hmm. and it really wigged me out. I mean, I was too young. I was just too young to see that. Um. Anyway, it just wig seeing a naked woman who is very in a very compromised state, you mm-hmm. know, a very compromised position. Um, and he gave it to me, and I remember it really wigged me out, and I folded it up and put it in my pocket. But I thought, I mean, I was so I was nine or ten. I mean, I thought, or no, I was way younger than that. I was like seven or eight, mm-hmm. second grade, and I thought like. I will literally get the death penalty if I'm caught with this. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> like this is. The weird. I mean, this is worse than like terrorism. This is. I cannot. I'm have the this. first and only person to be into this. Yeah, that makes yeah. me a freak. Well, and also like I'm a kid, and like if they find out a kid has a picture from Playboy in his pocket, yeah. So I got home, but and- like that, that I, before the internet, like everybody, I think everybody who got to that age and that 
and had those feelings thought they were the only person right and there was something mm-hmm. wrong with them like that's at least i did and not even because yeah. of like, the religious upbringing just like i just assumed like this is something wrong that i like this this much like this is yeah dude yeah. i remember being in fourth grade and sort of touching myself wearing my gas mask and thinking like apparently i'm into biological warfare and uh i remember thinking like am i a freak am i the only person into this um no, but I I, uh, I buried it in the backyard. Deep. Of course, of course. Deep. Like I buried a- that centerfold because I thought I just and I, I remember having st- having nightmares even like a year later, thinking, "What if it rains too much?" And that that <laughs> comes tell up. Telltale heart. They man. test piece they, of paper. Telltale heart, and they test it for tell, prints. Telltale heart on. Yeah. Telltale heart on. Um, but yeah, that was awful. I guess fourth grade. Apparently, I was ready. That was awesome. Yeah. That. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> oh boy. Man, on that note, where can our listeners find? <laughs> Can we go out on, on stories about uh, childhood porn discoveries? August uh, August 17th, if you're in the L.A. area, I have competitive erotic fan fiction. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, Are you doing the pre-written the, or the... Doing pre-written. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. It's a pretty niche what I'm going with, so I hope people know what I'm talking about. Are you going to tell us now or you want it to be a surprise? I was a surprise. You know, we talk about it post. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where I'll be in um, September, uh, upcoming Northwest dates. So um, check that out again. Bullshitreference.tumblr.com uh, is legitimately my terrible website name. Uh, Brent, awesome. what do you got, buddy? Uh, if you'd like to book me, I'm willing to perform anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's done that one. <laughs> <anywhere. laughs> uh, I don't know. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at I am Brent Schmidt. Um, can you spell both of those for our listeners who don't? Brent right is B R E N T. I guess that one makes sense. Schmidt is S C H M I D T. That's awesome. I am I Brent assuming. Schmidt. Declarative. Uh, Zach, what about you, buddy? Uh, August 21st, I'll be at the Pittsburgh Comedy Festival, uh, 11 p.m. at University of Pittsburgh. Uh, anything else, uh, I'll be on my Twitter. It's at uh, Zach Pugh, Z-A-C-H-P-U-G-H. Right. By the way, if you get shot, I was going to say don't get shot in the chest while you're in Pittsburgh, but maybe do because we talked about this in a past episode. Right now, Pittsburgh has a thing going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they got a promotional deal uh, where if you come into an emergency room You've been shot with, in the with chest. a massive chest trauma wound and you're about to die, they're going to pump out all the blood from your body and pump in a cold saline solution and put you into a state of suspended animation so they can repair your heart and then gradually put actual blood back into you. Holy shit. And you'll be temporarily dead and it worked in pigs. And everybody who's in Pittsburgh by being there has tacitly agreed to be part of this experiment, yeah, unless so, you bought a wristband saying that you're not. So if you get shot while you're there, please yes, don't. But stop, if you do, and if you get, get put into suspended animation, please come back on the I've show. I've never wanted to get shot it. so badly in my if life. Get, yeah, if you get Pantera during your set, just fucking <laughs> get, go to the ER. If you get pantera <laughs> yeah. I don't get the reference. Is the, isn't that how that guy died? Like, at the show? Dimebag Daryl? Someone just came up and, like, shot him in the chest? They shot him while they, they was at a concert. Oh, God. I didn't mean to bum everyone out. Everyone knew that. Asking what I happened. Mean, yeah. Everyone knew That's that. pretty fucking metal. That's real metal. It's real metal. <laughs> That's the most That's, metal way to go out. <laughs> That's a vulgar display of power. Yeah, I, would say, yeah. I would say. I would say that. <laughs> That yes. is fairly metal. Uh, Andy, what do you have, buddy? Uh, well, we, as a podcast, are going to yes. be at the LA Podcast Festival, which is happening September 26th to the 28th. Yeah. The schedule has just been posted at LAPodfest.com. We're going to be performing on Sunday, September 28th. And the lineup for this is nuts. Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo, Todd Glass Show, The Crab Feast, Doug Loves Movies, Just Added, WTF with Mark Marin. We've got Super Ego with Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, Go Bayside with April Richardson, Comedy Film Nerds, Dana Gouldauer, JV Club, Jonah Radio. There's 35 podcasts all happening at the Sofitel Hotel in Beverly Hills. 
One pass gets you into all 35 shows all three days. Go to LAPodFest.com for info and tickets, and I hope we'll see a bunch of you and meet a bunch of fans who don't make up fake names to troll our site. I, I didn't mean hey, to go overboard no, on that. No, no, it's fine. Hey, no, dude, get, uh, we get like one of those emails yes, like a no, month. We have, we have the best fans. Uh, I, we, we our, love, our fans are incredible. And I'm so sorry. many of you write in and send stories, and I'm sorry we don't get to all of them, but we will eventually do our we will do our best to get to all those that we can. No, so. I love our fans dearly. I guess what I should have said in in if I put my sentiment in a tweet, it'd be like, if you're not into it, like it's a free thing. Stop listening. Yeah, you could just choose you any just number listen. of other science and comedy podcasts. There are great are science there. podcasts out there. <laughs> just go go do one of those. Listen, we're no we're radio just, lab over here. We're just trying to do our thing. We're just me. Like, I could use fans. Yeah, just switch yeah, to Brent. Yes, yes, yes. Switch yes. to Brent. Switch the, to Brent. The bitter okay. assholes, like, they'll get me. Yep. Yeah, switch to Brent. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently it's time to end the podcast, so uh, just uh, apparently this is what happens at the end of them. So, all right. I've never done a live podcast before. <laughs> apparently we'll see you next week. <laughs>